special episode of top 10 thursdays where we will not be making any lists but instead discussing felina the final episode of breaking bad we are sean lemmy john otney colin westman and matt carsons this is such a special occasion guys breaking bad ended on its own terms that rare treat in television after five seasons. What'd you think? It was, it was great. It was fantastic. I was so excited. It was such an event. I turned off my phone, just had to get rid of all distractions, and just sat there. And I knew, I just knew I wasn't going to be disappointed because I feel like this is a show that's always delivered to the fans. And I think what I loved about this episode so much is it, it tied everything up I feel like in a really satisfying way that doesn't disrespect the fans. It doesn't leave a bunch of open-ended questions for like stupid people to talk about later. It was just entertainment. It was resolution. Uh, I feel like it's everything you, you, you know, we could have asked for. I was so sad though, when like that ended, like for so many reasons, I mean, I think mainly just cause like, Oh, now the show's gone. What do I have? I have nothing. <laughs> I had a, a little bit, as far as experiencing it, I had a little bit more trouble staying off social media just because the Seahawks had won in dramatic fashion that morning. So I was like really hyped up about that and wanted to like read Twitter and be on the internet and stuff. And but all the same, all those people watched Breaking Bad too, and I had and I couldn't download the episode until like nine o'clock ish. So I just kind of went off the face of the earth for a few hours, which is always a little more difficult than you think it'll be. Oh, yeah. I, I got on the East Coast feed. I had to be on that. I couldn't have yeah. anything spoiled. Not that I would have been looking for it, but I don't know. There could be that one douchey friend on Facebook. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, but, like, I, I saw, like, one thing that was, like, Breaking Bad's the best, and even that was, like, oh, no, no, I know it's <laughs> good. I don't know. <laughs> well, the biggest spoiler I got was from Shad, who texted us saying, what do you guys think was sadder, the last episode of Breaking Bad or the last Mariners game? <laughs> and um, I'm gonna. I didn't watch the Mariners game, but I'm sure it was. Because I don't. I didn't. I didn't think it was that sad, honestly. Like yeah, considering the show has such a tragic trajectory that you know it's gonna fulfill. I mean, even from the first episode, I feel like Walt kind of. You know, he went out in a in a in a good place. I think he made peace with, I guess, how much he destroyed his life. But at the same time, he's like, you know, I lived, I created something, and you know, that last shot kind of epitomizes that he did something. So you know, I think in that way, it's satisfying and uh, oddly not as depressing as you would think a finale to Breaking Bad would be. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. You mentioned that alive thing, and that that almost like made me tear up when he's like talking to Skyler, and he said he did it for him, and it's like it made him feel alive. And you know, yeah. this is a guy that's dying, 
and he this is he had this chance at this company once and then he fell out you know fell out from that and then he did something that he could be proud of as a, a chemist and as a person and even though it's totally fucked up <laughs> you kind of admire that you know it's his creation and it's his passion and that that was like that was a big moment for me just even though i never really realized that he never admitted it that it was for him this whole time it that was never something i thought of but when he said it i finally said wow you know it was all for him even though you're you know all, all those early seasons you know you find yourself defending him like he's doing this for his family he's do, like he's doing this for his family it's not you know but then the darker and darker and deeper and deeper he gets himself into it it's it's hard to say you're doing it you're still doing it for your family and when he started to say you know skylar i'm doing this for and you i cut myself thinking like god damn it i've heard this a million times like it's not for your family you know and so that all that whole scene really brought it all together for me yeah and that's oh. one of the most interesting parts of, of walt's arc is how much of this has been about his ego i mean one of my favorite episodes is, is the one where you realize like he really is just like he can't go back to a regular life he has to keep doing this he loves making meth so much and that's in the in the second season um where you know he finds out his cancer's in remission and he's like really bummed about it and he goes to that hardware store and he sees the the idiot tweaker guy like buying all the meth supplies and he's like <laughs> You idiot! You go buy it at a bunch of different stores, and then he goes out in the parking lot and just says, "Stay out of my territory." Ugh. It's totally sweet. And then that TV on the radio song plays. Yeah. And then you're like, "Yeah, this guy is a fucking badass at this point. <laughs> it's gonna do some shit." It's just such a like, and when they flash back to that season one um, clip, mm-hmm. and it was like, man, everyone looks so dorky. I just remember, like, early Walt, like, he was not intimidating at all. And I was like, there's no way I could ever feel like this guy's a badass. So when there was scenes like that, you know, and all the way up to this season, you know, tread lightly. Like, there was always those moments where you, oh, he is a badass. (laughs) So speaking of badass, I mean, what do you guys think about him taking everybody out? I mean, like... Some people, I've heard some people say that they thought this episode, they wrapped it up too nicely. Like it wasn't like being Breaking Bad enough by having everything be so like concrete. But I feel like he, the way he took out all of his adversaries was all in very clever ways. So, I mean, it worked for me. Like I certainly wasn't guessing like some sort of robo machine gun in the trunk. (laughs) Like when has that ever been used in something good? Yeah, I mean, it seemed pretty apt to me as well because I didn't yeah I didn't see it coming and that's kind of what made Breaking Bad Breaking Bad was it was like one of the last I don't know just pieces of fiction where you watch it and you're really not sure what's going to happen next it it always went to these great lengths to surprise its audience and it was nice to see it do it one final time oh yeah I also had that moment with the poisoning of the tea with Lydia like right before that he's talking about how he knows you you know you come here every week and then you're just piecing it together or I mean maybe you're not piecing it together or maybe it's just very, it's clear as day but that was another one of those moments where I was like oh, that was clever that was awesome I'm all about that <laughs> like just I, I, that, chicken ass that part kind of disappointed me because well for one they always fail to use rice and size 
Like, I guess it, sh- it should be satisfying that he finally got to use the ricin, but I just, I liked it more as the joke of, like, it's such a great way to kill somebody, but they never actually pull it off. But I, I didn't understand why, what what motivation did Walt have to want Lydia dead? She wanted to keep the business going with his product. It was just to protect his product, his legacy? I think so, because I think he was kind of, in a way, kind of pissed that these guys were, they took his baby and were kind of exploiting it. Yeah. And it's his. Plus, she's a bitch. Yeah, she's a bitch, too. <laughs> I feel like Mike wanted to kill her like a while ago, right? Like, Yeah, but he couldn't because of her daughter. Yeah. Well, ha, ha. Yeah, so Walt really screwed that up for Mike, too, because now she's going to die slowly, probably with her daughter watching. That's what you get. <laughs> Don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. It's rule number one of life. <laughs> So, was there anything else you guys wanted out of the end? Like, something else you would have liked to see? Maybe? I mean, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, they wish that he would do some meth. <laughs> like, <laughs> do and, some meth? <laughs> and that was one of my first thoughts when you see him, like, smiling. Like, he's rubbing that container thing. I was like, holy shit, he's about to take a hit. <laughs> and then he's, he's all, gonna like... He's going to do all the meth. <laughs> yeah. And then he's, like, smiling on the floor. And I was like, oh, that's a little... Like, you could, like... You could interpret it that way if you wanted to. Did a bunch of math. Yeah. I mean, don't you think he'd be curious? Like, this is his whole life's work, and then he never once was tempted, you know? Even though he's about to die, he knows he's about to die. I don't know. Because he's just not interested. That's not what he was in it for, I suppose. Oh, he's Uh, always looked down on, like, Jesse's drug habit. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, just, we're all human. I mean, he, like, in, he's about to die. He knows the cops are coming. If he's going to do it, that was the time to do it. Yeah. Speaking of Jesse, I guess I could uh, be curious as to, like, what's going to happen with him. But, I mean, I feel like all the other times, like, it seems like they've been done. His life's just screwed up. So I feel like he'll probably just end up, or maybe he's finally learned his lesson. I don't know. Or Seems like he, he learned his lesson a while ago. Okay, I guess so. Or will, like he try to get in touch with. Well, he's definitely Oscar gonna go try to get you know custody of that kid or whatever. Yeah, I guess I would have liked to know if that's gonna happen. I mean, that would be wrapping up way too tightly. Yeah. Like, how the hell could he get custody of that kid? I don't. Know. I don't think he could. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But at least like make sure he's okay and help him out and stuff. You know. I mean, well, he's not, like, on the, 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 the police's radar, right? Because all that stuff died with Hank. Yeah. Sure, but he's got a record. It's not like he was married to her or anything. Yeah, uh, maybe not custody, literally, but, you know, just go help him out and, you know. Fix cars with him and stuff. Yeah. Stuff that men do. Yeah. Teach him how to make meth. <laughs> Breaking Bad Jr. Well, I, I would say I'm okay with, with the way they ended it because it leaves it open-ended enough that you can start to think these optimistic thoughts like that, even if they're not that realistic. But, you know, you want to believe that things turned out at least all right for Jesse. He's driving pretty fast. Maybe he just got in a car crash. Got a speeding ticket. Got a speeding ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's in the need for speed, right? Maybe this is the setup. (laughs) That new movie. Yeah. You see the trailer for it? Like they did on one of the commercial breaks for AMC. Aaron Paul starring in Need for Speed. Looked pretty yeah, stupid. I, it's really dramatic. I, I watched it. It's super it. dramatic. 
watched it, but I don't remember a single thing of it, so I'm guessing it was... You don't remember cars exploding? Uh, I mean, I see cars exploding in so many different variations all the time. It's not something that really sticks with me. I don't know. I think it's a dumb move to try to get into the Fast and the Furious space when they're... (laughs) So clearly at the top of their game. I don't know that they are, though. I mean, like, character-wise, I feel like there could be some improvement. (laughs) That's why they're bringing back the guy from Tokyo Drift. And Kurt Russell. Master thespian Kurt Russell. Anyways, back to Breaking Bad. Uh, Obviously, I was pretty stoked that they used Badfinger as the last song on the show. Like. I, I was like, Ooh. I was like, yeah. I was almost like nervous. I don't know. I can't even explain it. <laughs> this is where we're gonna go. I hope everyone likes it. That's a good song. I mean, I feel pretty cool. I saw that song live. Yeah, you're like the biggest bad figure fan in the world. And now it's like, you know, uh, streaming up nine thousand percent and. It's number one in the rock section of iTunes, not any other section. It's no Robin Thicke. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard it on the radio the other day. So that's good because, you know, that could open up a whole new generation of fans. And, I mean, it works. It's got blue in it. The lyrics work. Makes yeah. sense. What's the first line of it? I guess I got what I deserved. What I deserved, yeah, see? <laughs> Left you waiting there too long, my love. Now everyone's watching that clip of them playing on the Kenny Rogers show on uh, on YouTube. And that's so appropriate because there's that one episode a couple seasons back where Jesse Wald had those Kenny Rogers shirts. I don't remember why. They had to, like, get new clothes because they just came from something. They're all dirty. And they're yelling at each other in, like, a diner in Kenny Rogers T-shirts. I mean, the show was always known for its eclectic music. That's why I also thought it was cool that I guess the name of the episode ties into the song El Paso. You guys read up on that or notice that or anything? It's something I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, about it. Well, there's the oh. Marty Robbins tape earlier in the episode, and Walt's like kind of like humming that to himself as he's putting together the super gun. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics are it's about a guy who's uh, Felina's like his, his girlfriend or something, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like being held captive, or she was arrested, or something. And this guy's like, "I'm gonna probably die to get her back, but I gotta go. I gotta go get her back." Yeah. So you could read that. I guess. I guess the reading would be, it's his, his legacy, right? He's got to go. Yeah. Sacrifice himself for that. It's just interesting. It's you know. It's it's. Gives you something to think about, I guess. It's not just like it was called Endgame or that one episode that's called Face Off, even though it's like my favorite episode. I don't know. This one was really good too, though. Felina would also has all the same letters as Finale. <laughs> I wonder if that's just a coincidence, though. <laughs> like when I first heard it, I was like, oh, is that like Spanish for Finale? It just sounds like it. I don't know. Just It just works. Because they're all about their, you know, Spanish and stuff. So we've been talking about the end of the episode, which is which is really great. Uh, but my favorite part was the beginning. Um, you know, starting with that scene in the car when he Fonzies the the snow off of it and he miraculously is given the keys. But then he goes to 
to Gretchen and Elliot Schwartz, who have not really been in the show since I think basically the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't, and we never really know what their backstory is, but uh, they started a company together called called Gray Matter, and, and Walt left, and the Schwartzes were really successful. Uh, and and this was the plot that I didn't even really think the series would ever revisit. It just kind of disappear into time. But in in one foul swoop, Walt, in in the most awesome way possible, gets to take care of his family and settle things with them. And it's definitely the most Mike I think Walt had been in the entire show. Yeah. Oh, it just like walks right in. Like that's nothing like old Walt. It just shows how she's come up such a badass. Yeah. That was so intense. <laughs> and then he has his sniper, you know, <laughs> targets, huh? I was like, holy shit, like who is like pointing a gun at this? Like who does he know? Like he must <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Patrick and Skinny Pete. Yeah, that was that was good. I don't know. I think my favorite episode or favorite favorite part ugh, um, was probably Jesse strangling Todd for some reason. Yeah, that was the first time, maybe ever, I can remember in Breaking Bad where I was totally rooting for someone to die. <laughs> I guess uh, Gus. I was like, yeah, but but this time I was like, yeah, yeah. just get him. Well, Jesse is one of the most, him and Uncle Jack have to be some of the most despicable. I mean, even more so than Walter. I mean, I, I, there's a while back where I thought, man, he's worse than everybody on the show. But, I mean, he's attempted to redeem himself. Even, like, Gus. I feel like Gus was better than Walt in my mind because he's, like, doing charitable stuff. He's, he's just trying to run a business. Well, that was what was so cool about uh, season four was you saw, like, Jesse start to come over to Gus's side and... This, like Walt seems to get more and more pathetic and desperate as that season went on, and and you know I don't think it's uncommon that people could like see the appeal of Gus more clearly than the appeal of Walt at that point in the show, especially when uh, the finale reveals that Walt poisoned a kid, which was like that was the one bad thing about Gus. There was like oh my god, he's a real villain. Was he threatened to kill? Yeah, Walt's Walt's family, including his baby. But Walt was willing to go basically just as far. But he had it all under control. Really confident. (laughs) Hell yeah. But these Nazis, they're the worst. They're just terrible, so. They're Nazis. (laughs) I mean, there's times where I was like, yeah, Todd, maybe he's okay. No, Todd was the worst because he could I know, tell he was, he was a total sociopath. He is... Yeah, he didn't like understand. Like he still he he do a terrible thing and then still try to be your friend. Like that's that's like even worse. It's like taunting you. He's just trying like, to get he... his dick wet, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so seeing him go down, uh, just like yeah. He's like, what did I do? I'm just I just want to be your friend. Yeah, well, I mean, he does. He looks out the window and he's just like, Mr. White. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's not mad about it or, or sad that he's dying. Just kind of like, wow, you did that, huh? And you, and that was also in, on the episode before uh, when they're watching Jesse's confession tape and he talks about Todd killing a little kid. 
And all the Nazis look at him, and he's like, yeah, I did that. I'm like, kind of proud of it. What a creeper. I hope Jesse Plemons gets cast in things again. Escapes the Friday Night Lights curse. He's in Battleship. <laughs> and the Master. Yeah, he was. He's going to do fine. Uh, let's see. Any other characters you guys would have liked to see, like Huel? I hope he's okay. Who? I feel like Huel, the big fat black guy. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone's like, what happened to Huel? He's left in the hotel room. But <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. I feel like, didn't he have a TV in there? He's going to find out the news and know it's safe to go out at some point. Well, I mean, it was six months ago he was put in that room. <laughs> Yeah, found some other work. There's a funnier die video. Ate himself. About uh, a sitcom, a Huel sitcom, kind of like House of Pain style. Yeah, I saw that. His family moves into his hotel room with him. Was Huel in it? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh man. Oh. oh god, he's so gross. I saw him somewhere. I can't remember where it was recently. I assume he'd be hard to miss. <laughs> Waiting for that Huel spinoff that you were just talking about. Well, he should be could, a real he, show. He could totally be in the Saul show. Well, the thing is, like, yeah, I guess. I mean, because it's a prequel, right? We didn't, yeah, we didn't see like him early on in those episodes. He wasn't on until later. But maybe you know there'll be episodes where Saul will need him for certain situations, along with also that guy that what I've got all these beans the that need to be eaten. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm really hoping those goons show up. I'm really. I'm really hoping that show is awesome. <laughs> My favorite quote about those two characters came from Nancy when he's like, "You know, Ted got what he deserved. He shouldn't have been running away from stand-up comedians." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was was that wasn't him though? Hmm. That wasn't Huel. Yeah. It was? Yeah, I think so. No, it wasn't. You're mistaking him for another big fat black guy. Oh, uh, what? No, the guys who had to watch over Ted? Yeah. It was Huel and the guy that Bill Burr plays. Yeah. There's, Saul doesn't have two gigantically fat <laughs> black guys. No, I no, you're wrong. It, yeah. it wasn't With Ted? Huel. Yeah, it wasn't Huel. It was... Oh, what's his name? I feel like he's on VH1 all the time. <laughs> what if I Google VH1 big fat black guys? <laughs> You're gonna find like 800 people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Huel, man. Yeah. How do you spell Huel? Like, they, they bring Huel in. Yeah, it was Huel. Early on. I'm on Breaking Bad Wikia. Mm -hmm. Skylar contacts Saul for help who sends his A-team, Huel and Patrick, to Ted's home to force him to sign the check. Patrick. Oh, man. So, I got this. Hell's I thought. Oh, um, that made that. Bird guy, right? I thought his name was like Kubi or something like that. Kubi? It's like, I think that may be his last name. Okay. You, uh, it's like uh, Patrick Kubi. I think so. Okay. I'm looking forward to that, that spinoff, though. And I was just talking to these. These guys, Sean, before you logged on earlier, that there's going to be like a Colombian, like a Colombian version of this show. Sweet. Have you heard about that? 
Starry. Right. And the character's Walter Blanco. <laughs> with his friend Jose. It's called like metas metastasis. I know, like I wonder if like if if they did another show, you know, in another country, would they follow the exact same plot or would they be totally, you know, different in, in a way? Like would they end it differently or would it still be really good? Like or will it be really bad? Will it be like soap opera style? <laughs> I'm actually really intrigued. Yeah. I think there's like some promotional stills of that, so if people wanna People, you know, want some more Breaking Bad. It feels appropriate to have a Breaking Bad show in, so, in Spanish. So in my memory, uh, Huel was played by Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> the, the dead, who, who's dead. Yeah. So you were trying to call me racist. I'm just saying, I like, in my, but in my vision, there, there were two different characters. Like, I didn't think yes. they were the same guy. I thought Patrice O'Neill was also on the show. But it just blurred together, I guess. But nah. but f- here's some info you could use. If you Google VH1 black guy comedian, Patrice O'Neill is the second uh, entry on Google search engine. Who's the first? Uh, best week ever, <laughs> Wikipedia. Oh, okay. So it's not just a person. No. So he's, he's basically the first. Yeah. Godfrey is next. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My apologies. He made some black guy jokes. He likes pushing the boundaries. All I can think about is Huel and Kubi being on Better Call Saul and how awesome that could potentially be. And you know, one of the last seasons we'll have like Gus showing up. It it, it could work. It's a prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, supposedly that's what they've said. There's again. no way it could not be a prequel. I mean, because Wall or because Saul's not going to practice like law again now yeah. he's in the witness relocation program. <laughs> Going to Nebraska. I feel like it could have worked making it a sequel though, like him like if he had not gone that route, would have moved you know to Seattle or something. Seems like a good place to do that kind of show. Just do it like Northern Exposure. Yeah. Ba bing ba boom. <laughs> so, to get back to this uh, <laughs> episode, um, they definitely shifted the focus away from the supporting cast over the last couple episodes and basically made Break Bad into the Walter White show uh, for it to go out on. And, um, you know, Skyler and Walt Jr. made it pretty clear that they don't want Walt's meth money. And the final solution is basically Walt finds a way to force his meth money on the family. How do you guys feel about that? Well, like, well, what do you mean? Well, I mean, I, I support it, but you did you have a problem with it? or? I, I think... On some level, it, it's uh, it's kind of a bummer that the show, which always threw you off its path, mm-hmm. kind of did the predictable thing and like let Walt find a way to to get his his happy ending. Uh, even though the episodes before it were so dark and they made it so clear that Walt didn't deserve one. 
I don't know. I, I, I kind of wanted one personally, even though I spent the last season so hating him. I feel like oh, this episode and the last episode, mostly this one, I feel like he's really made strides well, to, to the best of his ability to be a better person. So I don't know. I, it, it felt good for me, but I can definitely see why it might rub some people the wrong way. Like, it's like the, everything the, worked out. Sweet. Yeah, but he's, like, he still Walter died White of... Thing was, yeah, he did still die. The trademark Walter White thing, though, was like he always believed that he knew better than everyone else. He always believed he was smarter than everyone else. That's kind of what I like about him, though. And this episode let him outwit everyone again. I feel like that's part of what makes the character so captivating. He's this genius in a way, but he's been you know stuck on the wrong side of the law due to his own missteps. So, I mean, I've always really enjoyed that. But I see where you're coming from. I don't know. I, I feel like I would have been like mad had it gone like another way. <laughs> what, what's the other? What's the what's the alternate road it could have gone? Just nothing would have worked. Like everyone's outsmarting him. He goes to jail. Gets shot down by cops. I don't know. I like the way he did it. Yeah, I I think we wanted him. Everyone likes to hate Walt, but you want to like Walt like you did early on, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, I've hated him for most of the you know last season, but this last couple episodes, I. I learned to like him again, so... I feel like that's what they were trying to do. They're trying to make us like him again. But should we like him again? Probably not, but, you know... <laughs> he's a pretty terrible person. Like, he's still not, like, that much better than most of the people he goes up against. <sighs> but I'm willing to let it slide. And I feel like you're almost willing to let him have his happy ending because he's gonna like he's got cancer and he's gonna die anyways you know at least let him wrap up everything the way he wants to wrap it up you know and he's protecting his family again because he's killing all these people that are you know gonna come after him or whatever but don't you think like the only thing I didn't quite buy is wouldn't it be a little bit suspicious why like why these people would uh, give his family the money. I mean, thinking ahead, I can totally imagine Skylar being like immediately thinking, oh, this is probably Walt. Yeah. I don't know that anyone else will think that. Though. Or, or if she'd bring it up. But on the other hand, they, they did, you know, offer to pay for Walt's treatment in the first yeah, season. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Did she, does she know that? Yeah, she found out, didn't she? Okay. I think. I, I, isn't that what he told them? I, th I think he told his family that the Schwartzes were paying for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. just used his meth money to do it anyway. Oh, yeah, because there's that one episode where they called and they didn't know anything about it, right? Didn't yeah. they show up? That, that was early on, but yeah. yeah. Maybe that was when she started figuring out all the bullshit. Yeah, possibly. So, yeah, that money thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I think Skylar will take it, I think. <laughs> I don't know, that's hard. It's hard it'll to be, say now. It'll be Walt Jr.'s choice. I guess it will be his choice, and he he won't be that. I don't know if he's that smart. He's going to miss, you know, he had to take the bus home from school in this episode. He misses having a car, I'm sure. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, yeah. He's got the need for speed. God, just think of how shitty Walt Jr.'s life got in like two seconds <laughs> it's, it's gonna get like nine million dollars yeah I know, I know but like <laughs> yeah but he also lost his dad and discovered his dad was like a murderer like like everything that we've known for the last six years 
Walt Jr. found out in, you know, one minute. And, yeah. then, and then everything was taken away from him. And he believes that his dad killed Hank. Yeah. Who was basically the dad Walt Jr. always wanted. Yeah. Whoops. You guys, you guys sad they didn't bring <laughs> Hank back as like a cyborg? Robot legs. <laughs> well, they should have just given him robot legs before. Well, that's how the yeah. finale should have ended. Like if he had had robot like, legs to begin with, he would have just like <laughs> just like appears out of the ground with robot legs. Or the very the very end of the show is just the, the shot of the desert and a hand comes up from under the <laughs> shredder style. Grabs a bottle of Schrader Brow. <laughs> Let's fucking do this. Even though there's like nothing to do at that point. Does that mean Gomi can be like a robot dog sidekick? Yep. <laughs> but he's like still like brain damaged enough where he, he just has the intelligence of a dog. <laughs> we had to give him a dog brain. But with like a human face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. I mean, he's just a, he's just a human. Like he's on his hands and knees. <laughs> he doesn't have a dog body. No, it's still him. It's just he, he's got a dog brain though. Dog brain. Well, Sounds like a great spinoff. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Where did they get the dog brain? He's just lying around. <laughs> well, they, they, ac- dog brain? they accidentally yeah. took him to a vet instead of a doctor. <laughs> It's a big accident. Yeah. They're like, do what uh, you can. The big uh, climactic moment of the episode, uh, as far as ambiguous moments, has to be uh, when they bring Jesse to Walt uh, at the very end, and Walt tackles him. Do you guys think Walt came there planning on saving Jesse, or did he want to see Jesse so he could kill him along with everyone else? And he just had a crisis at the at that last moment. Yeah, I, I don't think he knew. I think it was kind of a last minute decision. But I mean, it's, you, I guess you could read it anyway. Well, but at this point, what does he have to gain by killing Jesse? Well, he hates Jesse, and he thinks Jesse's does out he? there. No? He does. He he blames Jesse for Hank's death, and he he sucks. Yeah, well, wasn't the last conversation they had before that moment that one where he's talking about how he saw Jane? die yeah that was like the meanest thing he'd ever said to him but i don't know it, it's it's hard to say we don't really know what's going through walt's head i feel like because he's... he was trying to redeem himself but yeah. i mean that doesn't mean he can't still hold a grudge but i don't know i mean uh, see in my mind he he went to the nazis not because he thought they needed to die for any other reason than uh because they were they had taken his legacy away from him you know that was that was the thing he watched that report at the end of the episode before the last episode where they said, you know, the blue meth is still out there. So he probably wasn't even the guy responsible for that. And I think that that whole shootout was his way of making it clear to the world that, you know, he was the best meth cook in the world. And that was more important to him than anything. Maybe it's just how I want to view Walt, but I feel like he went like when he saw it, I just feel like he, like he only said like that messed up shit to Jesse because he he wants to hurt, like he's abusing him emotionally. He wants to make Jesse feel bad 
but not because he hates him. Like, he's just trying to manipulate him. And, like, when he looks at Jesse at the end and then tackles him, I feel like, I don't know, I just, I feel like he's, despite their differences, he's always liked Jesse as a son anyways. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the legitimate read of it, that when he saw Jesse brought out there and saw the condition he was in, yeah. he lost any desire to, to kill him that he had left. I just feel like he didn't think, like, he... He'd wanted to kill him back in the times where that would have been a net positive, a net gain for Walt. Like, if that would help him continue the business or continue not getting caught or whatever, that would help him. But now that now that he knows it's all going down tonight, you know, he's got no reason, Jesse has no reason to die. So he would, you know, that's why he tackled him. Okay, I guess I just think Walt's a word. A worse person than you guys do. <laughs> I I mean I I just think that I he is a terrible person, but that doesn't mean he's void of any, like, you know he's not Todd, you know. He's, right, he's, right. I agree. Yeah. I just think to him he's he's hated Jesse the entire time until until that moment, and then he's like, well, whoops, <laughs> maybe overcompensated there. <laughs> I'll agree with your side, Sean. I got your back, Nancy. <laughs> I, d- I don't think he planned on saving Jesse. I just think it kind of happened. Well, didn't he know that... Like He he had to have known Jesse was there cooking, right? Yeah. I probably, think, and he probably I think he, was planning I think he, on killing him. Yeah, I don't think it was a bluff. I think he really did mean when he said, you made Jesse your partner, and now he's cooking for you and your partners. Okay, so he believed that they were partners, not that he was a prisoner. Yeah, that's in my mind. That's okay. that's what he said. And then he, okay, I get it. Yeah, I could I could back that up. But it, again, like that's. I feel like that's a compromise between our two viewpoints because, yeah, I agree that he was pissed that Jesse was cooking, you know, because that's his empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and okay, that makes a lot more sense to me. And now that he knows that he's he doesn't want to do it, then why would he kill him? But he would have killed him if it was, you know, inconveniencing Walt. Yeah, if I if I feel like if Jesse had come and he was in the same condition as when they left. Yeah. That Walt just hits the button without attacking anybody and they all die. Ooh. Agreed. I, from a writer's perspective, uh, it must have been a real bitch to get that gun in a place where they could use it, where it wasn't just like Walt picks it up and shoots everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I really respect the, the robot gun because, I mean, the, they set up at, at the very beginning of the season when, you know, there was no one for him to use that gun on. They just and show they, you the gun. Yeah. And you're like, well, how's, what's this going to be? Uh, and we had plenty of time to think about it and never, I mean, I think we could all guess who he was going to use it on, but sweet robots. What's never cool? It wasn't, was, it wasn't a robot, Sean. It was like a little mechanical swivel. Simple machine. Yeah. A simple machine can be a robot. <laughs> 
I don't think so. Anyways, <laughs> I read something interesting about when they shot and wrote the scene of, of um, Walt opening the trunk. They didn't know who it was for when they wrote that or shot it. Like, they didn't f- come to that conclusion until later. Like, they knew he was going to use it, but they didn't know who and, and, and how and in what capacity. So it just makes me think, like, wow, they were really writing this, like, episode by episode. Like, it doesn't sound like they had it as, you know, cleanly planned out as maybe some other shows or something. But uh, it's, I, I'm some amazed that's what they came up with then. If they, they basically wrote themselves into, like, a corner and found a really cool, you know, solution. That's really interesting. And just I- shows the, uh, you know how good of writers they were. Yeah, and I, I love the scene when he, where he's building the quote-unquote robot. <laughs> it just takes me back to like, oh, you know, like this is a harmless little thing, you know. This is a fun, oh, look, look what he's doing, you know. Mm. Just it, it just reminds me of kind of the days where you'd, where I'd enjoy watching Walt plot, you know. Because mm-hmm. uh, he is so smart, and, and that's that was the appeal early on of the, of the show. Oh yeah, the science is way out of everything. Yeah. Science. Science. But I, man, this... I was so nervous when the keys were on the pool table. Oh. <laughs> uh. But I, I loved how like the guy's like, "Oh, park over here," and he just doesn't say anything, and he parks right where he <laughs> damn well pleases. Yeah, and the guy's like, "Ah, well, whatever." Whatever. <laughs> and he sits in that massage chair. That was such a great touch. Having that one guy in the massage chair and he gets shot, the massage the massage chair is still going. <laughs> Love the style of the show. As much as we celebrate the acting and the writing. One of the most interestingly shot and edited shows TV ever had. So do you think this was all done to teach Jesse a lesson for doing bad in chemistry? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a lesson to teach America's youth not to do bad in chemistry. <laughs> or in my case, not even ever take chemistry. Vince Gilligan also never took chemistry. <laughs> yeah. I saw that in like a fun fact after the episode because they did talking bad. Is that what you saw, Sean? Uh, I think so. Oh, uh, yeah. Where they had like Jimmy Kimmel talking about it. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel's pretty eloquent. He, he made good, good points. Job. For being like the only celebrity guest that wasn't just cast. Is there any sure particular reason he was there? They always have like a comedian on like Talking Dead or in this case Talking Bad to lighten the mood. Or just to make sure it's not like a just boring like interview. <laughs> Some guy cracked jokes like Brian Posehn or something. So you think Ted... The Hater did one episode. Oh yeah. You think uh, Ted's okay? <laughs> Ted's dead, babe. It's dead. He is. I kill himself. <laughs> He's not even strong enough to kill himself. <laughs> you can hire a guy to kill him. You know he is. He is one of the the weak links because he can confirm that Skyler was involved in in Walt's <laughs> business. I mean, may, maybe he would to pay for all that. You know, all his medical expenses. Though he'd also send him to jail, too, for all the shit he's done. He don't care. <laughs> I'm sure he cares a little bit. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, he's guilty of stuff, too. I don't know that anybody can get anything out of this. Not even Robert Forster. His sweet, he's got a sweet criminal 
sneaking business. <laughs> Sneakers Incorporated. That was awesome. Robert Forster showed up and, you know, we find out on the episode, of course, the episode before that this this place where they relocate you is just like some guy's vacuum cleaner store. That was brilliant. <laughs> that was a nice touch. I feel like once Jesse blew him off, like, why would he ever do it for, like, why would he do it for Saul? I feel like He's trying to get paid. I guess, but I just He's feel like... He's a simple kind of man. Jesse didn't screw him over. He walked away from his minivan. Yeah, I know, but I feel like once he does that, it's like, nope, that's it. Saul, you sent me a bad fool, I'll never work for you again. I'm sure they've got a long, long relationship that goes back years. Uh, I hope we get to see more of that. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be better to call Saul. Oh, that'll be so sweet. But I feel like Better Call Saul is going to be more of a comedy, and I can't see that character in a comedy. Yeah. Or at least a lighter show. It can be just as dark sometimes. Like, what if the show starts and Saul has, like, a like a wife or something? You'd be like, well, what the fuck's going to happen with that, you know? Yeah. I'm sure some shit's going to go down in that show. <laughs> the wife gets sent with Robert Forster. Yeah, sends her away. She's rape shack. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, I'm not allowed to make jokes about rape. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little sad to go backwards with this show, but I'll, I'll, it'll be it'll fill a hole, I suppose. They wouldn't have minded seeing like Badger and Skinny Pete going to Hollywood with their Star Trek script. <laughs> Remember that? That when they told oh, yeah. that story about the idea where like Chekhov's guts get transported into space. <laughs> yeah, Sean was pissed. Sean was pissed. Why was I pissed? Because <laughs> they, they like said something was in Voyager, but it was really deep. Oh space yeah, man. yeah. They were talking about quadrants, and they they said. Uh, that's Voyager, yo. Yeah, they said that's Voyager, yo. When is Deep Space Nine? And I miss Deep Space Nine. I just finished watching it this summer. The wound was still very fresh. <laughs> so I don't know. Does this show kind of feel like the end of an era? Like the the anti-hero in TV? It's still Don Draper. Still Don Draper. It's a different breed of anti-hero. Yeah. I think hopefully there will be new interesting directions that dramatic TV will be able to go into. Is Masters of Sex an anti-hero show? Uh, you no. know, I haven't seen the pilot. John says no. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? It's it so you boring. I don't yeah. know how a show about sex can be so boring. <laughs> Uh, you saw Hung as well. I like Hung. <laughs> Is it of Hung? He's got a big penis. Oh, he becomes a, you know, like a prostitute guy. Because, but that, he does have a big penis. Is that a penis. technical term? One of those yeah. prostitute guys. Yeah, he does have a big penis. They wouldn't call it Hung if he didn't. I don't think you ever get to see it. Yeah, I didn't finish it though. <laughs> I feel like having a big penis doesn't really enable that much creatively, like a lot of good episode plots. So it's good the man of prostitute. Because, I mean, really, if it was just he's a guy with a big penis, what would it be? Like, oh, he goes to the urinal, he's like really confident. Oh, I got it stuck in something again. 
he goes short shopping and he, he, all the shorts are too short and it's like hanging out. <laughs> all the people in the department store saw my penis again. And it's okay. <laughs> We're talking about Hong. I think we are just about ready to wrap this up. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Breaking Bad, you've been a lot of fun. I'm going to miss you. Uh, so far, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Not doing that good a job filling that void. Uh, it is October now, and that means Shocktober is going on on the blog. It's uh, Terrors of the 2000s. Right, John? That's right. So look forward to that. Um, over at mildlypleased.com, as well as uh, the T3 iTunes feed where you can uh, review us and, and run and give stars or just find more episodes of this show which is hopefully coming out every week for like the rest of the year except for Thanksgiving and Christmas we'll try our best see you uh, somewhere else <laughs>